Hello, my name is Tracy Rogers and this is On The Couch, a weekly video series where we talk about a range of mental health issues affecting us as men and women in Trinidad and Tobago. Today I have On The Couch Dr. Crystal Benjamin, a marriage and family therapist, and we're specifically talking about couples today, and specifically trust and betrayal. <sighs> Yes, yes. <laughs> deep exhale. Time. Deep, deep exhale. Yeah. Trust and betrayal um, in relationships and how to recover mm -hmm. from betrayal to build trust and as you call it, how to rewrite your story. Where do we begin? So we begin by saying why it's important to know about trust and betrayal and actually trust is one of the most important aspects of a relationship. Yeah. If trust is broken, then you'd see other issues coming along. So it's really important for you to understand what trust is, what betrayal is, and how do you repair from that? Because in relationships, you will experience challenges. You will experience betrayal. Betrayal is actually in most of our relationships. Yeah. Um, and so, so how do you deal with that? Yeah. When you say betrayal is in most of our relationships, because sometimes when we think betrayal, we think, I don't know, infidelity. We think, um, you set me up with my in-laws. Mm -hmm. um, but you said it happens all the time. So how, yes. how do you define betrayal and how does it show up in small ways in our relationship? Yeah, so betrayal could be those like really heavy hitters, like infidelity, the ones that we go to immediately. Yeah. And it can also be simple, simple things. So for example, um, you're walking down the street and you're trying to get your um, significant other's attention. Say, hey, look, and it was really important to you and that person just ignored you. Yeah. That can be a betrayal, a, a, an act of betrayal. And um, so betrayal essentially is a selfishness, a coolness, it's those negative, um, attributes that persons display that break trust yeah um, and it can be as small as you know we may be able to conceptualize and as big as infidelity you say that too and I think about how it might not be that person's intention because we say exactly. negative because you read it as, neg as negative mm -hmm. so we were on d at dinner and your sister said X, Y, plus Z and you said nothing yes you did not stand up for me yes I read that as in you didn't have me mm -hmm. and then it breaks my trust because and you know you talked about the definition of trust but um, it, of betrayal but if we think about trust being um i security yes safety that is exactly what you trust have is me, i could drop and you will catch me yes that is exactly what trust is so you actually defined it for me yeah. in that a practical sense it is having that person's back it is even going on incomplete information so for example your partner is late later than usual and your partner says hey i was um i got held up in traffic and you didn't need to check his phone, you didn't need to check um, with the traffic police to make sure that was true. <laughs> you know, you actually believe what he said yes. or she said in the moment, and, and that is also trust. So it can be that security, that safety net, that I believe this person has my back. And then betrayal is this thing where it totally erodes that part of it. And again, it could be very small, but it actually leads up into bigger, greater things, and we could see infidelity coming out of it. Yes. Yeah. So. I know my view, and I'm, I'm trusting that we have the same view, but I put it out there. We don't have to have the same view. Exactly. But, <laughs> but my view is that there is no betrayal. There, big betrayals you can recover from. So mm -hmm. sometimes people, people think infidelity is a deep breaker. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that infidelity is a deep breaker. Yeah. It can be, but you can recover yes. from big betrayals mm -hmm. and from small betrayals. Yes. But the key becomes how do we, as you said, 
rewrite that story? Yes. How do we recover from that? And I think that's a good place for us to close off with today. And when we come back for a second seg- segment, we're getting into the rewriting of the story. Yes. From small yes. betrayals to big betrayals, how do we start? How do we start back? How yes. do we how do we repair? Yeah. So thank you so much. Yes, thank you. We are coming back. So in this segment, we talked about trust, why it was important. We talked about what betrayal is Mm -hmm. and how betrayal can happen in big and small ways. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it could not be intentional. Sometimes it could be. Sometimes it is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. Yeah, so it's important to to know. And we'll talk about that in the rewriting of the story aspect. So join us for a second segment when we talk about recovering rewriting your story after betrayal and building trust in your partnerships. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, my name is Tracy Rogers and we're on the couch with Dr. Crystal Benjamin. Um, a marriage and family therapist and in our last segment we were talking about trust and betrayal and how it shows up in relationships and how it can really break a relationship mm-hmm. and in this segment we want to focus on rewriting the story I want to ask you first why rewriting the story why that phrase yes that phrase actually comes from narrative therapy so it's just an approach to looking at things mm-hmm. so you can language it however you feel comfortable but in terms of rewriting your story it um, it's quite common amongst persons who are thinking that, you know, your story, it's really based on how you tell it. It's the same story, but the perspective that you look at. And for creatives, they may really latch onto that type of analogy. So um, rewriting your story, as I mentioned, your story is your story, Um, but it's really how you tell it. And how you tell it is based on the emotion surrounding the event and and how much work you have done. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you've been traumatized um, by maybe a family member, your father wasn't around or your mother wasn't around, um, the way that you tell your story can really share or or demonstrate if you've worked on it, if you're Mm -hmm. able to see the strengths and the positives from it, or if you're still in that seeing the negatives or how it has negatively impacted you so so when you use the lens of narrative therapy Mm -hmm. which i love and so narrative therapy you talked about sometimes we get stuck because we have a problem saturated story Mm -hmm. a story is just about the problem yes um and we live in and through the stories we tell and imagine about ourselves Mm -hmm. so we Sometimes we're not living in reality, but we're living in a narrative. Yes. That thing in your head, because as human beings, you know, and I've, I've talked about this in other segments, that your brain actually rewards you with a little bit of dopamine anytime you complete a loop. Anytime you say, oh, beginning, middle, end. And your brain doesn't really care about if that story is accurate. It cares about yes. completing the loop. So that's yes. a little bit about joining narrative therapy and thinking about that from a neuroscience perspective as well. So we have this problem-saturated story. Mm-hmm. Think about saturation. It's just bleeding the problem. Yes. Um, he or she, they were unfaithful. You lied. You broke my trust. Mm-hmm. That is the problem. Yes. And you keep retelling the story from that lens, not recognizing there's probably another lens to look at the story from in terms of what you've learned in terms of human behavior, what you've learned about yourself, what are some of the um, differences that or things that you could have done differently, etc. And it just reminds me of um, another 
um, way of looking at it in terms of Gottman and he is one of the leading research um, research experts out there and he would talk about that five to one um, ratio yeah. mentioning that couples need five rewarding or happy moments to combat yeah. that one thing yeah. so it shows that if you continue to tell your story with that problem saturated focus yeah. then you're not able to move forward you're not able to thrive yeah. but if you're able to find those positive things if they're there yeah. because they are really Relationships that need to end. Let's yes. not, you know. And sometimes ending it is the best thing you can do for yourself. Exactly. For both of you or yourself, because you're, you know, you need to look at yourself and what's important. Um, but there are relationships that are doing well, but because people are so focused on the negatives, they can't see the other great things that are surrounding. And um, and so we really talk about knowing that in relationships, betrayal may happen unintentionally. Yeah or intentionally and if you and your partner decide hey I want to move forward and I want to make this work we encourage you to rewrite that story you have to release the story yeah so that whole thing and you know we know that I remember a writer reading once that for every argument you need to have like five intimate moments just for your brain to record to, to register mm -hmm. what it got from that disturbing yes. movement yeah. Just for it to register it mm -hmm. in compare to comparison to what I got from the goodness. Mm -hmm. So there was infidelity. We've talked about I have decided I'm staying in this relationship and making it work. Mm -hmm. But when I keep telling that story, I'm living in that spot. My exactly. brain is there. Mm -hmm. And you know, our brain is connected to our body. So mm -hmm. I've said yeah, we're moving on, mm -hmm. but every five minutes, yeah, what she wears, and you know, it was with so and so. <laughs> <laughs> Comes up. Look how you walk out of your shoes, and you know, it was with so and so. But yeah. you have made a decision to stay. Mm -hmm. So if you've made a yes. decision to stay, then you need yes. to make a decision to work mm -hmm. and let go of that story. Yes. Yes. And how do you and your partner work with each other to make that happen? And that's where the work is. So let's give let's give our audience what are the three things you need to do to get ready to rewrite your story. Ah yes, that's a, that's you know there are three things. There's one you need to be able to you need to be aware of what your story is. Mm. And some persons, you know, they kind of put it in the back of their mind. Yes. They're telling it, but they're not really telling the entire story. So you really want to bring it to the fore. What this story really is. I wanted to cut you there because, mm -hmm. like, if we use infidelity for instance, mm -hmm. we 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 know that infidelity happens because of the person who was unfaithful, not because of the person they were with. Right. Exactly. So if you tell the story that someone who was unfaithful because there's something that I lacked, that way that, that you're telling not, that story. Yes. This person made a decision, and mm -hmm. they made a decision because of deficiency in them, yes. because of something that I exactly. did. Exactly. So just tweaking that story mm -hmm. helps you to look at it in a, in a different lens. Right, exactly. So that's why I really want to bring the entire story to fore, not your interpretation of the story, mm -hmm. as much as you remember okay. about the story. Then you start rewriting by thinking, if you were to take this other person's name out of the story or the negative aspects of the story, what would be left of the story? Yeah, what will be left if you, you, you take that aspect out of it? And really sit with that. And of course, the best way to do this is with help. Because oh gosh, that's magical. This, yeah. What will be left? If I take what this he or she did, mm -hmm. what am I left with? What are you left with? With the story. You know, so you, you work with that. And then yeah. from that, that extraction, then you could rebuild. You know, what have you learned about yourself? What great things, what great future you have? 
you know, what are the five positive things that you pulled out of this for this yeah. one negative problem saturated situation? So it's really a process that it works best if you do it with someone. And as I reauthor that story, I now see this happened. Yes. It's now in the past. Yeah. You're it's not going to present yeah. tense. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean because it happened again that it happened before it will happen again. Exactly. And then sitting again, you're bringing the point home, sitting with someone who can really step back and hold yes. that together. So yes. we know when we work with couples, we hold the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know why to do the work, we're holding it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you work on you, we keep it together. Yes. So and that you need that space. person to do that. Mm -hmm. And you know, a professional who could take you through that process is one yeah. of the best things that you could do for yourself. Not necessarily family or friends. Not necessarily family or friends. And people go, and, and you know, I tell people all the time, divorce is really expensive. Invest in, invest in counseling. Yes. <laughs> Divorces are expensive. Try and do the math. Yes. Take the time. Find yes. someone who can walk with you through mm -hmm. that process. Yeah. Thank you so much, yes, Crystal. We have been talking about trust and betrayal and rewriting our story after um, that has really shaken our relationship. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining yes. us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Take care. Hello.